Do you ever get the songs from our kids' TV shows just stuck in your head? Because I'm in here like mentally preparing for what we're about to do, but I just have a theme song <laughs> playing in my head right now. Well, don't sing it because I don't want to be taken down for copyright claims. <laughs> I know. I was careful to like not even say the name of it right there because I don't know if I'm allowed, but... I need to do some uh, research about what we are and are not allowed to play without being copyrighted and all that stuff. Well, I won't sing to you, not for the sake of copyright, but for the sake of your ears. You know, I'm not a good singer, but that's all that's playing in my head no. right now, and I like need to get... No, you're a great singer. So we're going to talk about today, <laughs> complimenting your wife through lies. <laughs> Hello, I'm Chuck. And I'm Ellen. And this is Imperfect Family, where we try to pursue biblical, theological, and creative ways to uphold the supremacy of God in marriage and parenting. This podcast is mostly unscripted, and it's just the two of us trying to work through and talk through issues that Christian families might face. This episode is State of the Union. All right, guys. So. A couple episodes ago, or maybe last episode, no, two episodes ago, I think, we talked about um, what it would be like to have a State of the Union uh, discussion. I think it was in the episode about saving the summer. And so we decided we're just going to use this episode to kind of talk through what do we mean by State of the Union? How can we be a little bit more practical about what that would be like? And yeah, go from there and see what we can get out of this. Just to clarify... Because I think it sounds so formal to call it State of the Union. We're talking about state of the marriage. So not necessarily as big as the union, but marriage, state of the marriage. Yeah. So basically, this is what we described. So we called it a couple different things. You can call it whatever you want. But a conversation between a husband and wife about the state of the marriage. How are things going? How is the household running? Are we on... Are we united in our vision as a couple for what we want as our family? Or do we even have a vision would be maybe even a step back. Sure, sure. Well, we can cover that in another episode. Good idea, babe. <laughs> but um, Write for, that one down. I will. But for this one, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kind of define it a little better and then talk through some ways and some things that Ellen and I talk about when we do this. Um, and so that's that's the plan for this episode. Yeah, we had mentioned too that this is a good time to um, just hash out if there are maybe some things that are bothering you or irritants, like in just a structured time that's not the heat of the moment. Like, hey, babe, you keep doing this over and over and it's been bothering me. Like, can we talk about it? This would just be a good time to kind of talk those things out as well. So then let's get formal. What, when we talk about a state of the union or state of the marriage or state of the household, the state- You need to pick one. I know. I'm just going to go with state of the union because I, I this like whole episode is just going to be a list of you naming all the different titles you could have. All right. We're going to go with State of the Union then. <laughs> State of the Union. So what would we, if we wanted to get work towards uh, like kind of a formal definition of it, how would you start describing it? Um, I mean, I think first and foremost, it is like a scheduled time. It's not just like, hey, what are you doing right now? Nothing? Okay, let's have this. It's like, hey, Saturday night at this time, we're getting a babysitter or maybe after the kids already have gone to bed or something like that. It's just you and me. I'm going to sit down and have this conversation. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's it should be something that's on the calendar. Um, maybe a second part to it is it's something that's planned and prepared. So we know what we're going to talk about ahead of time. So, it, you know, we we talk about like maybe we're going to have a state of the union and we're specifically going to talk about 
our financial plan for the next season of life because we're about to start paying tuition again. And this is going to be the big part of our, um, our conversation. So we know what we're going to talk about ahead of time so that both Ellen and I are prepared so that when we sit down in the conversation, we're ready to talk. Yeah. And this sounds like it's something that's not fun, but honestly, like I enjoy having these conversations with you. Just a reminder of like, hey, finances are stressful, but we're on the same team on this. And it doesn't have to be finances. That's just one example. But I love that reminder at the end of the conversation of like, okay, let's take a deep breath together. We're on the same team. We're going to tackle this. You know, I just feel refreshed in knowing that you and I are not at odds um, in the sense of like we're headed toward different things or just in the sense of like we're not talking about where we're headed because that's a different type of stress as well. Definitely. Um, I, I think most of these conversations for us when we talk about when we have them and, you know, we're talking about it should be formal, it should prepare, be prepared, it should be planned. This isn't like a, well, thank you for sitting down in my office today. We're going to have a conversation about our financial budget. Yeah, when I say formal, <laughs> I just mean in the sense of like, it's not during while we're walking down the aisle at the store, like, hey, let's chat while we're walking. I just mean like it's set aside time for the purpose simply of having a conversation, not while we're doing something else or while we're doing yard work or whatever. It's just this conversation is what's being had. And it doesn't even have to be long. Usually you and I get these done pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we're not distracted by other things. That's what I mean when I say formal. You're right. It does sound like I dress up. I wear my, <laughs> what do you call it? A pantsuit and you're wearing your shirt and tie. <laughs> my power suit. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So actually, I think we did a pretty good job of just describing it. Like, it's formal, it's scheduled, it's planned, it's prepared. I mean, other than that, the topics that you talk about can be a whole bunch of things. So let's talk about maybe some of the things that we like to talk about in our State of the Union. So I'll start. So one of the big things that we like to talk about is just, are we, are we in all assets of our, facets of our life um, on vision for our family? Yeah, and I think that, like I alluded to a few minutes ago, a big part of that is us both knowing what the vision is. And so that's a conversation that's had a little bit less frequently because the vision that we have, that you have set for our family is something that like, hey, in the next few years, this is where we're headed. It's not like, hey, by Wednesday, we need to accomplish this. We're talking big picture. And so, yeah, what you're saying is we need to make sure that it are all areas of our life aligning with with the vision that you have set for the next long season of our life. So think like how the president will do this. They'll kind of sit down once a year in front of the country and say, we have this plan as an administration for the next four years, and this is what we've done in the past year to try to carry us along in that plan. So for our family, we have a vision for our family. We have it written down on paper. We have different ass, keep saying assets, I mean facets, facets of our life all sort of mapped out under what is the grand vision that we have as a family to be worshipers of God? How involved should Christ be in every facet of our life? Um, and so we have that mapped out as a family. It's literally written down by hand in a notebook. And Ellen and, and I sit down. You know what my favorite thing about, not my favorite thing, one of my favorite things is, is when you 
do things like this, like cast vision for our family, you take it so seriously. And I always know it's serious because you write it in your fanciest cursive handwriting, which is so beautiful. So every time you come to one of these little meetings we have and you like pull out your paper, I'm like, oh, it's in cursive. He means business. Uh, Yeah. Side note, super random. I have really good cursive handwriting. You really do. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know why. Because my normal handing, handwriting is not that good, but cursive. Mm, I think because you have to write slower. Like it just, I don't know. Anyway, that was a total <laughs> aside. I had to throw that in there. Uh, yeah. So we, we do. We have it written out. Um, and we just want to make sure we're on vision. Like it's really easy for us to get sidetracked. And so we'll have a state of the union conversation just to revisit where are we in our vision? Like, are we on track? Have we been lazy in certain parts? Um, and sometimes, sometimes the conversation can just be like, Lord, we are on vision and we want to keep doing this. Like it's a reaffirmation of you've given us this goal for our lives as a family, as a household. And we, we're still on track, Lord. Like we still live in submission to you as a family. Um, and so that's one of the things we talk about. What else do we talk about, babe? Well, I just kind of want to talk about the vision a little bit more. I don't want to get into like too nitty gritty because I, I do think it's important for each family to have their own vision. But the way that you have formatted ours is really good because it's things for you and I individually. It's things for us in our married life and it's things for our children. And so I think it just helps us check in on all three of those levels rather than just like one big look at everything. It helps us see in these three categories within our family, let's look at how things are functioning under the umbrella of our vision. Yeah. And so I guess some of the State of the Union conversations we have are just the smaller parts of the grander vision. You know, that, you know, like we'll talk about our budget, which is part of our grander vision. Are we living with our finances being stewarded well? Um, but anyways, what, what else do we talk about in our State of the Union Another big thing that we use this time for is um, just decisions that might be coming up. So this could be, um, you know, how many classes are you going to be taking this semester? What's it going to look like if you take on an extra class? Are we still going to have enough time for family time and for dates and things like that? Um, should I cut back on classes? Or it might be like, hey, I've noticed, um, you know, one of our kids has been acting a certain way. Do you think that we should? revamp our discipline ideas with this particular child so let's make decisions together during this time yeah i think that one that part of it is we've we've had quite a few of those just as our kids kind of enter different stages of development we start to notice different things and it's like okay maybe we need to adjust as a couple our united front for raising this specific kid yeah, and their personalities are different too. Right, so I don't right. think our approach to all three of them is going to be the same. Um, and yeah, it does change as they get older and maybe they learn how we react to things and then they change their behavior yeah. to avoid our punishment. You know, there are a lot of things that go into that, but it, we definitely do have conversations about that in these conversations. That didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're right. And this is like, here's one of the like, the traps of a state of the union is this is probably the easiest thing to do in a state of the union and then call it a state of the union. So like you sit down, you make a decision together and boom, you've just had a state of the union conversation. When Ellen and I would say, eh, you probably haven't, you just made a decision together. So when we talk about 
this conversation, like this is this would be one of the things we would talk about is um, maybe a decision that's coming up. Um, one of the things we would talk about is the vision. We would have all of this all in one conversation. Like it should be, it shouldn't be just like a, a touch and base all the touch, touch base, touch and base, touch base, <laughs> touch base, a touch base all the time. Um, this is, this is special time with me and Ellen that we put together, like to do this work. Yeah. And I think as, specifically about the decisions how would a certain decision affect those three areas how would it affect us and how would it affect us individually as a couple and as a whole family unit so you know we might make one decision that doesn't really affect you and I but it has a lot of burden on the kids and so then do we need to adjust anything there you know maybe it is I'm picking up more hours at work or something and so the kids are going to be with you more often how is mm-hmm. that going to change fam- family dynamic or Who's going to make dinner every night because I'm going to be at work? You know, there are a lot of different things that could be affected based on even small decisions that we're making in this conversation. Another thing we talk about in a state of the union, this one might be a little uncomfortable to talk about, is just intimacy. Like, hey, uh, life has been crazy. Like, do you feel loved physically by me uh, in this season? Like, and and we just talk about it. We put it out in the open before each other and just say, like, hey, this is part of marriage. Like, are we doing a good job at this? Do you feel loved physically by me? Yeah. And that being said, do you feel loved in other ways as well? Because if you're not feeling loved in other ways, surely intimacy gets kicked to the curb pretty quickly. And, you know, if you're not feeling loved intimately... Why is that? Is it because we're busy? Do we need to cut something out of the schedule? Or is it because I'm super stressed about something? Or is it just because I'm being lazy? There are lots of different things. So I'm not feeling loved in that way. What's the root cause of it? Let's hash that out as well. Right. I, you know, I think a lot of times, like, I don't know. I don't want to be a married couple that uh, blames lack of intimacy on children, but like it has an effect. Like at the end of the day, you're tired. Uh, in the mornings, like, you know, the kids are up. It's not like we can get away. And so um, we have that conversation. Like, how can we be a little bit more strategic about, you know, having time together? Um, whatever. Yeah, whatever that might be. We we talk about that in our State of the Union. As we're talking about this, I'm like, uh, we need to have a whole episode about this, I think, because there's a lot to be said about it. But... I don't know why. I feel uncomfortable talking about it. Uh, but you're probably right. At some point, maybe like in a year. If we still have this ministry in a year, <laughs> let's do it. Everyone's going to quit listening right now. They're like, I'm, I don't want to be here in a year for this. I don't want to be here. Uh, okay. And what else? I mean, a couple other things we talk about in a state of the union might be communication. Like, do you feel heard in our marriage? Do your ideas feel like they're being kicked to the side? Does it feel like one or both of us are trying to only have our own way? In the marriage, do we feel like we're on a united front? Those kind of things are all part of this time. Um, so, Ellen, here's here's another question. Like, how often would you say is good to have this conversation? Like, not just for us, but, you know, if you were to say, like, the typical marriage, what do you think would be a good number? Like, an actual number, like, in a year or so? I think I... I have a hard time speaking for everyone, but I think that this is a conversation that is important. And like we said, it doesn't have to be, you know, a 
three-hour conversation. It doesn't really take a ton of time to do this. So I don't think it's unreasonable to say once a month, this is a conversation that could be had. But there are other things that might need to be visited more often within that month. So for example, finances might be something that, you know, for us, it's every week, we have just a really quick touch base Sunday morning, five minutes, just like, hey, here's what the budget looks like this week. And that one is a really short, let's make sure we're on the same page. But these other topics that we're talking about, I think once a month would be a reasonable amount. Would you sure. agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I don't think like if you feel like that's a lot, um, I think you could definitely cut back. So I think, you know, for us in our situation, we don't have them every month. Um, but we do usually have them like every time the during the year that like a change happens. So for example, when we started summer break, I went on summer break from school. Ellen's a teacher. She went on summer break. Our kids are in school. They went on summer break. We had this conversation. Um, we're all about to go back to school <sighs> in like two weeks. It's about to start school again. Um, you know, we're, it's probably, I mean, we haven't talked about it, but we should probably have a conversation then. Um, but then another time we have this conversation is like whenever we're in a really long stretch. So, you know, for example, um, from, you know, August to June or end of May, both of us are pretty much heads down, like, let's get through the school year. Let's, um, you know. Yep. We, we love our schedule to be busy. And so it, our calendar is very full for that entire season of the year. Right. And so, like, during those long stretches, we probably have more, we have more of those conversations than, you know, like one. Because we need it. We need to stay on track. We can get so easily distracted and, and whatnot. So. If I had to put a number on it, you know, you say 12, I would say like minimum four. So between four That's and 12. That's such a drastic difference. Well, like four is like, you know, once a season, you yeah. know, like. I think I'm thinking of it and I, I would agree with you maybe once every season have the main talk, but once a month having like one of the topics, you know, maybe this month, like, hey, intimacy feels off. We're going to talk about it next month. Like, hey, parenting is a little like we just need to touch base on this. So maybe I wouldn't call that a state of the union, but yeah, maybe just like a mini state of the union. And we're talking about only one or two topics in those 12 sessions that I mentioned. Yeah. I, I had written down like a question I wanted to ask was like, is it worth it to have an emergency state of the union? And you kind of just answered that. Like there are times when, uh, you know, we just need to call it like, Hey, I don't know what you got scheduled this week, but we need a night this week to talk about some things. I feel like, you know, something, you know, I feel like we're just not on the same page. We need to get on the same page about some stuff. Um, so there's that. But he here's a conversation. And maybe we just kind of wrap up the this main part of this episode, just talking about like why is this beneficial? Why would we why would we do this? Yeah, I believe it or not, read a blog this week that was um man, it was such a good title. I should have written it down, but it was something about within your marriage not doing things together separately. So for example, we're both parenting our children. You're doing that and I'm doing that. How do you do that united instead of just like, you're kind of doing your own thing, I'm kind of doing my own thing. And I think that this is exactly why. I think if you don't intentionally have these conversations of, hey, are we on the same page? Do we have the same vision? Are we headed towards the same goals? It's so easy to just, you're kind of doing your thing, I'm kind of doing my thing, and we're kind of ending in the same place of like, that's the finish line over there. 
But we didn't really do it side by side as a married couple united front. And I think it's important for us to just like really briefly throughout the year, like, hey, let's reunite ourselves, remind ourselves that we are excited about doing these things together. It just feels busy sometimes. And so it's easy to separate ourselves. So let's quickly glue ourselves back together. Yeah. I, I think I think the way you said it, I couldn't have said it better. I mean, the only thing I would add is like, we just have a sense of purpose as a family and as, as a married couple and as Christians, like we're here on mission. Um, and there's a million things that are trying to distract us from our mission. Um, and so part of the benefit of State of the Union is like, whoa, are we, are we on mission here? Are we doing this together? Hey, do we need to step back? Are we doing too much? You know, just stay engaged with each other and with the gospel. Yeah, I, the only thing I would add to what you added to mine is <laughs> that um, certainly there are many parts of these conversations that are just between you and I, but I think it's important too afterwards when, when we're implementing the decisions that have been made to include the kids in, in what's going on. You know, something might be changing and they're like, why are you, why are we doing this? Just a quick conversation with them about like, hey, we're doing this because it helps us center on Christ better. You know, they need to be a part of that conversation and that vision as well, instead of just like, hey, mom and dad are doing things different because it's Tuesday. Mm. But no, we have a purpose behind the decision that we made, the changes that are happening. And it's not just like, oh, we changed our mind this week. I love it. Cool. All right. Well, are you ready for your question of the week? You always ask that so like, I'm about to hit you with a question. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that. It's uh, my really, heart just always skips a beat right when you ask me, "Are you ready?" Easy. I'm like, oh. hey, "Don't worry, this is an easy one." Here, ready? You don't know this, but I just had to edit out like two minutes because I set up this question and then I asked it, and then Ellen said, "You already asked me this question," so I had you to find. You sound this. just like me. <laughs> so here's here's our question of the week. Um. Take are, two. Are we, are, is what we're doing right now an appropriate way to handle the word of God in our lives in a family and as a family? I would say yes for our family, but I would say that it is a work in progress for us. And honestly, I hope it always is a work in progress. I hope we never become contented with how we're handling the word of God. But I think that as we mature in our marriage and in our parenting. I think we're doing a better and better job of, um, I guess, just holding one another accountable of like, hey, how are you spending time in the word? How are you spending time in the word with our children? How are we spending time in the word together? So again, individually as a married, as a married couple and as parents, um, I think one of the best ways this is happening in our family right now is what you have just started a couple months ago where um, every Sunday, before church, you take one of the kids out and you're just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them about scripture and the gospel. Um, I think that that's been very fruitful in our family. And it's been really cool to see the conversations that are coming, that the kids are initiating. Like, hey, mom, did you know this? Because they don't know that you already told me the conversation that they had. And so they're like, I learned something today. Let me tell you. And I think that's been really cool to see how that's playing out in day-to-day -day life for them. Mm -hmm. I would say we're doing okay. So like we do a great job with family worship. We're, we almost never miss a night 
Um, I've been doing a lot better with the kids one-on-one, like you said, and we have had some awesome conversations. Actually, can I, I'm gonna, this episode's running a little long, but I want to share what happened yesterday. Just so, do it. My quote is short today. So you yesterday, took our oldest son out. Uh, he's six, and we, we go to Dunkin' Donuts, we grab a donut, and then we go to this really, really nice park. Um, and we just sit and read the word, and we talk about it, and we pray, and we go home. And yesterday, I read him the fruit of the spirit passage. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you need to take a breath you, after. Are you impressed? Are you impressed? <laughs> yes, but believe it or not, I'm over here singing the song in my head right now because there's uh, a song for the fruit of the spirit. So we went through each one of those and I said, you know, Charlie, what is love? And I think he said, like, it's when you like someone so much that you love them. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. And I was like, what is joy? And he said, it's when you're always excited and happy. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I said, what is patience? And he like takes a second. And he goes, mm, it's like waiting, like put it this way. You know how I keep asking you to ride bikes with me? That's me being patient. <laughs> it's like roasted. Uh, so then after devotions, we went on a bike ride. And we went on a bike ride today. So I'm two, two for two since he called me on my... Uh... Yeah, he's been loving it. He has been talking about that bike ride nonstop. Dad finally took me out. He's so excited. <laughs> so anyways, um, so I feel like we're doing good in those two areas. However, I don't personally... I don't feel like we do a very good job together being in the word. We just recently started um, like trying again to be in the word. We've tried like a hundred times since we've been married to like do devotions together, but we're really horrible at it. So, you know, two out of three, if we want to narrow it down to those three areas, but I feel like we could be better with that. Yeah. I think that the reason I would say maybe that we're doing a little bit better is like, I think we feel the conviction more now than we ever have if we're not doing well in that. And mm-hmm. I think to me, like, that just shows some sanctification happening in our marriage of, like, we need to be in the Word together. Like, yeah. no excuse for this. Right. Cool. All right. What Hit me with this uh, this quote. It's there, this... there is nothing good on the internet this week. Did you know that? Have you been on the internet this <laughs> week? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I had to dig for this one, but here's what I got. Um, it says, even though marriage is a huge part of your identity, don't let it be the only part you concentrate on. Okay. Yeah. 100% agree. I, I don't think I would change anything about that phrase. I mean, yeah, I like it. So brief. I know. I mean, honestly, like, I, I you know, I think it's, I, these phrases are cute and they're trite and whatever, but I mean, 100%, whoever wrote that, we're on the same wavelength. I mean, that's pretty much what we just talked about in this whole episode. Like. We have a grand vision for our life. Marriage is part of that. Yeah. You know what I wish was out there more? And maybe I just haven't stumbled across it is like, there are these quotes out there that do a great job of like, don't focus only on marriage, but then they don't really hash that out of like, okay, so what do I focus on? And I feel like there, and we talked about this in the last episode, like there's just a world out there that is searching for hope. And these people out on the internet are kind of giving it to them, but Mm. just like, I just want it on a silver platter of like, don't focus only on your marriage, focus on Jesus. And it's just, oh, it's so close, but it's just not quite there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things we can focus on, but I get, I get the sentiment of the tweet that you pulled out of the depths of the internet and and I like it. (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to pass along? I have nothing. I, we've made it through this entire episode and still in my head is that same song mm. from the beginning. Well, as soon as I hit end record, you can sing it to me and 
Uh, that'll be our episode. <laughs> if anyone else wants to hear it this week, send us an Instagram message or a Facebook message. I'll send it out to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks. Till We'll be back in two weeks. If you have friends who you think would really like our ministry, make sure you pass, a, pass along our episodes to them. Share our ministry with folks. Um, we do almost no advertising. I mean, we've grown pretty much only by word of mouth. And so um, we thank you for the work you're doing out there and keep it up. And if you haven't done this already, if you could go on Apple and give us a five-star review and or a comment, that would help us out a whole lot. And it would help other people find us as well. Yes. All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you soon. Bye. This podcast is part of Commuter Ministries. For more information about Commuter Ministries, visit us at www.commuterministries.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Commuter Ministries.